Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Three mistakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. This is the Stampede Blue Podcast, the official podcast of the Indianapolis Colts on the SB Nation Podcast Network. I'm David Walker, and on today's podcast, we continue, or finalize our series anyways, where we look at the other AFC divisions uh, for going into 2022. This week, we're going to talk about the AFC West, and I saved this division for last for a few reasons. Uh, number one, it is the division that the Colts uh, do play this year. Uh, the other two we've talked about, the AFC North, the AFC East, uh, we play one or two of the teams in those divisions, but we will play all four of these teams in 2022. And secondly, this may be the most competitive division in the entire NFL. This is a division with four quality start- starting quarterbacks. Uh, it's a division with a lot of offense. <laughs> As you'll see, a lot of defense. Uh, this is one, even though... Uh, you know, the, the Kansas City Chiefs did not go all the way. Clearly, they're going to be a front runner again in 2022 with Patrick Mahomes, a quarterback. But before we talk about them, I want to start at the bottom of the division as we did last week and work our way up. Uh, this bottom team is a really fascinating one. Uh, they've made some substantial changes and they may be the most poised for a substantial turnaround in 2022. I am talking about the Denver Broncos. They went 7-10 and 10 last year. Uh, and obviously, even with a quarterback like Drew Locke, uh, they were able to squeak out seven wins, finish close to 500. Uh, there are a lot of good pieces on this team. It just seemed like the issue was quarterback. And of course, they addressed that. They addressed that this offseason by trading for longtime Seattle Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson. Uh, This is clearly a team that uh, is going to make a massive improvement in quarterback. Uh, They went from a marginal starter at best to a potential Hall of Fame quarterback uh, in one offseason. They're bringing in first-year head coach uh, Nathaniel Hackett, who was the Packers offensive coordinator last year. Uh, and we do play Denver at Denver October 6th, which is week five. Uh, this was, uh, if you listen to one of my previous podcasts, this is one of the games I was a little bit more concerned about. I think uh, this is a team that's going to be very good, uh, I believe. I think they're going to take the leap here in uh, 2022. Let's get into the specifics. Um, as for their defensive and offensive rankings, last year they were 20th in defensive DVOA, but they were third in points allowed, which is normally you don't see that big of a discrepancy. Um, So that's an interest. I'm not sure what to make of that. (laughs) Normally, these things tend to be somewhat aligned, at least directionally, being in sort of the bottom third and then the top three uh, across two different statistics uh, shows there's some anomalies there. 
Um, as for offense, they were 12th in offensive DVOA, but 23rd in points scored. So that is an indication that they were able to move the ball somewhat, uh, but did not do a great job of finishing off uh, those drives in the red zone. So again, I think if you look at this offseason, you can't help but point to Russell Wilson as being the major upgrade for the Denver Broncos. Say what you will about Drew Locke. He's a young quarterback. Maybe he has a lot of potential to grow, but Wilson clearly is someone that immediately upgrades this roster. Uh, likewise, they added or kept uh, players like Melvin Gordon. Uh, they're bringing in uh, pass rusher Randy Gregory and uh, kept safety Kareem Jackson. Now, they did lose some guys. Uh, obviously, we mentioned Drew Locke, but they also lost uh, tight end Noah Fant. That will be a bit of a hit to their offense. Uh, defensive tackle Shelby Harris and defensive tackle Stephen Weatherly. So there could be some issues with the interior of their defense in 2022. Uh, as far as draft picks, obviously the trade for Russell Wilson depleted them. Uh, they had a average draft. Uh, I think if you look at this roster, though, uh, one of the things that's going to stand out is this is going to be a better offensive line than what Russell Wilson has had in the past uh, several years. Uh, th this quarterback has had to make his living uh, scrambling for his life. That probably is not the case anymore. He's got a very good uh, running back behind him in Javante Williams, who will be going into his second year. And he's got a decent uh, set of receivers. Uh, Tim Patrick, Jerry Judy, uh, and Cortland Sutton are not going to uh, you know, necessarily be Pro Bowl caliber players, guys that are you know, up there with the top tier, the upper echelon. Um, but as a trio, they're, they're, they're decent. They're good. Uh, and, you know, Wilson has had some good weapons over the years. This may be a little bit of a downgrade, but the fact that he's probably going to go in with a uh, improved offensive line, it'll be curious to see what they do offensively. And of course, to bring in an offensive minded head coach and hack it, uh, that could also be a big factor for their turnaround. On defense, uh, you're pairing up Randy Gregory with uh, Bradley Chubb. Uh, on in the defensive secondary, you know they've they've got some questions. You know Patrick Sertain's entering year two. Uh, will he take that leap forward? Uh, they've got Simmons and uh, you know Justin Simmons back there in the secondary, who's a quality safety. Uh, their linebackers, obviously, you know you're anchored by Josie Jewell. Uh, this is a, a defense that they performed decently last year. I, I don't know what to make of them going into this season. I think if there's going to be a weakness for this Denver Broncos team, it's, it's going to be on defense. And I think it's what's going to keep them from necessarily cracking into the top of the division. Uh, but this is a, I think this is one of the most improved teams in the division. Uh, now, how do the Colts match up against them? Uh, look, uh, this is a Colts podcast. I'm going to be bullish on the Colts. And I think they do match up well, even though <laughs> in my season prediction, I actually predicted this as a loss because they're going to Denver. It has more to do with the schedule that the Colts will be coming off of uh, going into Denver on, in week five. That said, the overall matchup, I'm, I still really like uh, how the Colts match up here. The Colts come in with you know, potentially going to have a, a top 10 defense again. I think they will have a top 10 offense. And I think if you look at the Broncos, it, Clearly, Wilson is a massive upgrade, but they've got enough question marks on defense. Will guys take a step forward? Uh, you know, they've got some holes, you know, at the other safety position. And then their receiving core isn't necessarily one that I would uh, just go crazy about. You know, they're, they're a decent group, but it's not one that I'm, I'm looking at as, you know, one of the best units in the league. Uh, I still feel like the Colts, uh, you know, position by position, if you add up everything, 
I think the Colts match up well, uh, and you know they they could beat the Broncos in Week Five and and render my previous prediction completely and ineptly wrong. Um, all right, Denver is one of the teams I think is going to make the big leap this year, but we'll see what that actually means for final record. Uh, big leap could be getting to eight or nine wins, um, you know, and, and uh, still going to be a tough division for them to make a substantial move in, but the potential's there. All right, the next team up on the list, man, this team is really fascinating. Uh, they have got one of the most dynamic young quarterbacks in the league in Justin Herbert. I am talking about the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, they finished last year 9-8 and eight with head coach Brandon Staley. Um, the Colts will play them towards the back end of the season. They will come into Indianapolis on December 26th, the day after Christmas, week 16. Uh, as far as the Chargers' rankings, they were 26th in defensive DVOA and 30th in points allowed. Kind of surprising to me, given some of the talent they have there. And look, they, they're making some moves to try to fix that. We'll talk about that here in a second. Um, obviously, the offense is what you think about immediately here. They were fourth in offensive DVOA, even though they're only 18th in points scored. Um, again, sort of a weird mix there where, you know, really, really good at moving the ball, but you know, may have some issues of finishing off drives. Um, as far as guys that they kept or brought in, they kept around, you know, wide receiver Mike Williams. Uh, they've got tight end Gerald Everett. Uh, they kept cornerback J.C. Jackson. And the big acquisition for them, uh, pass rusher Khalil Mack comes in. And my goodness, you're pairing him up with Joey Bosa. That is one heck of a one-two punch. Arguably two of the best pass rushers over the last five years um, are on the same team. This is a terrifying pass rushing unit uh, if you're looking at the Chargers. Now, they did lose uh, an interior offensive lineman, Zion Johnson, safety JT Woods, and running back Isaiah Spiller. Uh, they had a decent draft. Uh, they picked up Justin Jones amongst a, a bunch of other players. But obviously, if you're looking at this team, you're looking at Justin Herbert, uh, who will be going into his third year. This is going to be a year where I think Herbert's going to take that next step. He was phenomenal last year. Let's be clear. He was already took a major leap forward in year two. Uh, I think this guy is going to be a top five quarterback uh, and uh, look, he's got a, a really good offensive line in front of him, and he's got some weapons. You know, you've got Mike Williams on the outside, a uh, really good quality receiver. Uh, and of course, you've got veteran Keenan Allen uh, in the slot, who's, you know, 30 years old, but still doesn't show any signs of slowing down. Uh, and then you've got uh, fantasy superstar Austin Eckler in the backfield. This is a team on offense that they just need to finish off some drives a little bit better, but they have the potential. Man, Herbert is fun to watch. Uh, big, big arm, uh, incredibly gifted quarterback. Uh, just if I understand that they're competition, but if you love quarterback play, he is a fun one to watch. Now, we mentioned on defense, Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa. Clearly, this is a team that's going to try to get after quarterback. Um, they're, they've made moves in the secondary. You know, they drafted Asante Samuel Jr. last year. He'll be going into year two. Uh, obviously, J.C. Jackson is going to be a big pickup for them. Uh, now, their linebackers, their safeties, you know, they've got a really good safety in Derwin James. Their linebackers, uh, you know, Kenneth Murray uh, hasn't quite worked out yet for them. Uh, he's going into year three. We'll see if uh, he's going to turn into play, into the player they hoped he would be. So I, I think there is still, for the Chargers, the defense, will Bosa and Mack be enough to turn this entire defensive unit around? And I think when we look at the complete picture of defense, 
pass rush is critically important, but you've got to have guys that can defend in the secondary. Uh, and they've got, they've got some potential here, but it's not certain. And they do have some gaps, especially in the middle of the field. Uh, I really like the Chargers. I, I actually think they're going to stay around the 500. You know, nine and eight was what they finished last year, just missed out on the playoffs. However, I could see them moving up to 10 wins, maybe even 11 wins. This is a division that could feature two wildcard teams. And I could easily see the Chargers and the Broncos sort of competing um, for the, one of those wildcard spots. So uh, as far as how the Colts match up to them, look, uh, I think the Chargers are going to have a great pass rush. That's clear, you know, two of the best uh, in the league. But in my mind, I still think the Colts match up well. You know, the Colts offense, I think, is going to take a big step forward this year. Uh, I think if you get into a shootout with the Chargers, it's going to be tough. But at the same time, you know, the Colts have got one of the best running backs in the league. I think the addition of Matt Ryan, uh, some of the moves they've made this offseason, has brought this offense to where it should be a top 10 unit. Um, How do they match up with the Chargers? I think pretty well. This is a team that I think the Colts can beat. Um, It's it's, this division. There's not any easy outs in this division. Um, but I, I still think the Colts match up well, mainly because I think the Chargers still have to prove it on defense. They have the pass rushers, but they still have to show that that is going to make the biggest difference. I'm not convinced, not just yet. Uh, their offense will be good, but this is really about having a complete team, not just uh, one that's stacked on one side of the ball. All right, we're going to talk about the last two teams in this division, the two teams that made it to the playoffs out of the AFC West, obviously the Raiders and the Chiefs. But before we do that, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. We're back on the Stampede Blue podcast. This is David Walker, and we are talking about the AFC West. In the first half, we talked about the Denver Broncos, the LA Chargers. Let's talk about the two teams in the AFC West that did make the playoffs in 2021. We'll start first with the second place Las Vegas Raiders. They went 10-7 and last year. Of course, they lost in the wildcard round to the Cincinnati Bengals. They have made a head coaching change. Obviously, all the controversy they went through last year um, is now behind them. They have brought in new head coach Josh McDaniels, obviously the former uh, OC out of New England, who uh, has been a bit of whew, man. I, I, as a Raiders fan, I don't know how you ha- how you have to feel about this. You know, obviously his tenure with the Broncos was interesting, uh, and he of course. Uh, flirted with leaving over the years, but he's finally done it. He's out from under the wings of Bill Belichick. Uh, will the second go-round be better for him? Look, McDaniels is clearly a very, very good offensive mind. I think they're hoping that he can bring that into the Raiders and really sort of hone in on uh, getting their offense to be a top unit. Uh, and I don't know. I, I, I do not know what to think about Josh McDaniels. He can be, I think the potential is there for him to turn it around, but uh, man, his first tenure as a head coach was a very, very interesting one. That's being generous. Um, As for the Colts, we actually go to Las Vegas November 13th, and we will face them in week 10. So we'll be on the road to take on the Raiders in their brand new stadium. Uh, Their defensive rankings, offensive rankings, they finished 2021 17th in defensive DVOA, so sort of middle of the pack, but 26 in points allowed. That was... Again, a little bit of a difference there as far as the variance in those statistics. Um, they were 19th in offensive DVOA, but six in points scored. So 
this is a, a team I think that's got the potential to be a well-rounded team. I don't know if they're going to be top 10 in either offense or defense. If there's going to be a top 10 unit on this team, I think it's going to be on offense. Uh, and obviously their, you know, their quarterback situation is pretty solid. Uh, Derek Carr is, he's not a dynamic, flashy quarterback. He's steady. Um, you know, some people would label him a game manager. I think he's more than that. I, I think he's a good quarterback. I think we take for granted how, how robust the quarterback class is in the NFL right now. There's a lot of good quarterbacks um, across the league. And I think Derek Carr gets pushed down, but not because he's a bad quarterback, just because he's not, you know, as flashy as a Justin uh, Herbert or a Russell Wilson. So when I'm looking at this entire roster, though, uh, I think they have made some significant moves. Obviously, getting wide receiver Devontae Adams, one of the best wide receivers in the league, is going to be a coup for them. Uh, they've got uh, pass rusher Chandler Jones, who is on the wrong side of 30, but he's still got it. And, of course, we we had the trade with them where we gave them Rakis in in exchange for Yannick and Gukwe. Uh, they do have also wide receiver Demarcus Robinson that they picked up. So they've made some substantial improvements. Now, they did lose uh, in Gakwe, which was uh, you know, good for us, bad for them. Uh, is Jones going to be an adequate replacement? Uh, we'll see. Um, and they lost uh, wide receiver Brian Edwards and defensive lineman Quentin Jefferson. Uh, key draft picks, they got guard Dylan Parham and running back Zamir White. They had a decent draft class, I think, overall. Uh, and this is a team that if there's one team in this division where I think they could potentially take a step back, it's this one. Um, and it's not because they don't have the talent. It's just the, the, the entire division is stacked now. And I think if you look at the quarterback situation, Derek Carr, in my mind, is the fourth best quarterback in this division. Um, and that is, again, this is not a criticism of Derek Carr per se, but Russell Wilson potential, you know, Hall of Famer. Um, uh, Justin Herbert, one of the best young uh, quarterbacks in the league right now. And obviously Patrick Mahomes, who we'll talk about here in a minute. Um, the Raiders, to me, are a team that even though they've made this head coaching change, uh, I'll be, I think McDaniels may need a little time to get things installed, get things going with Las Vegas. I think they may take a step back from second in the division. I think they could be leapfrogged by either the Chargers or the Broncos, um, and again, I, I think the bottom of this division is not going to be bad. It's gonna, you're going to see a lot of teams are going to be close to 500 as they sort of beat each other up. Uh, but the Raiders, I think, may be uh, a team that's going to take a, a step back. And one of the big things I'm looking at, their offensive line still has issues. Uh, and Derek Carr is not a quarterback that can overly compensate for that. He clearly was, uh, was good last year, but I think that eventually – uh, adds up. Now they've got great weapons, obviously Devontae Adams, Darren Waller at tight end, uh, you know, Josh Jacobs at running back. But if you can't get that offensive line squared away, could be some difficult sledding for them. As for how the Colts match up, I like the matchup here. They, you know, even though we're going to face them on the road in, in week 10, I think the Colts match up pretty well. Uh, this is a team that, you know, they, they, they've got, again, some, some pieces on defense that, uh, make them look good on paper, but I don't think they've got the well-rounded defense that you really need to to compete in a very, very loaded AFC. Uh, and on offense, I think they've got to fix their offensive line. And I think the, the Colts have made enough moves 
that they will be able to harass someone like Derek Carr and, and, and limit their offense. I really like how the Colts match up against the Raiders. Even though they finished second in the division last year, uh, this is a team I think the Colts match up best against in the AFC West. Uh, so really like the Colts matchup here, maybe more so than any of the other teams. Uh, all right, last but certainly not least, the Kansas City Chiefs. I know everyone's tired <laughs> of talking about the Chiefs. They're going to continue to be a team in contention. Uh, I think you, every single year you have to consider them in contention to win the division, to be you know deep into the playoffs. Uh, and that starts with last year. They were 12-5. and five. Of course, they lost uh, in the AFC Championship with a insanely crazy meltdown uh, by Patrick Mahomes. I don't think we're seeing his decline. I think it was just uh, just a fluky second half for him uh, where he, he just abandoned every good principle he had as a quarterback uh, and, and honestly was probably the reason they lost the AFC Championship. Uh, you know, and you don't say that much about a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes, one of the most gifted quarterbacks in the league. Massive arm, incredibly athletic, uh, you know, just a, a playmaker in the pocket. And obviously, Andy Reid, head coach, uh, brilliant offensive mind. Uh, he is going to continue to anchor this team uh, and have their offense humming. That said, uh, they will come to Indy in week three. And uh, this is going to be a tough game. You know, uh, we, we've talked about in this past, the, the Colts may still be getting their offense going um, with a new quarterback, some new players. But I, I still think this is a team that the Colts uh, can beat. Now, before we get into that, let's talk about the, the statistics. They were 24th in defensive DVOA, 8th in points allowed. Um, again, massive variance there uh, in those statistics. 3rd in offensive DVOA, 4th in points scored. So exactly what you would expect of their offense in their top 5, top 3 team. As far as talent, look, you know, we could talk about who they added. Uh, wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and offensive tackle uh, Orlando Brown, which should help. Um, and the big loss, though, is you know wide receiver Tyreek Hill. They didn't want to pay him that massive contract that he got. Uh, so obviously they traded him away for uh, a plethora of picks. Um, and they did lose safety Tyron Matthew, which could have a, a substantial hit on uh, their defense and cornerback uh, Charvarius Ward is gone as well. They did pick up some very interesting players in this draft class, quarterback Trent McDuffie, uh, George Karlaftis uh, at, as a pass rusher, and wide receiver Sky Moore. I think they had a pretty good draft, uh, and that helps when you pick up a bunch of picks uh, in letting go of one of your best offensive weapons. As for this team, it all begins and ends with uh, Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, Look, his season last year was a bit erratic by his standards. He still had an amazing season. And I think that just goes to show um, that even when he has an erratic season by his standards, he's still one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Incredibly gifted. Uh, but he is prone to those games or those lapses of judgment where he, he sort of goes off script and he makes some terrible choices as a quarterback. Uh, he doesn't do that consistently. I think that got exaggerated last year. Um, obviously, doing it in the AFC Championship game really brought that to the front. People starting to say, "Oh, you know, he's he's regressing as a quarterback." No, I don't. I don't. I'll believe it when I see it. I, I just don't see that happening. Now, that said, their wide receiver room is taking a major hit. Um, you know, Tyreek Hill was one of the most explosive weapons in the NFL. Uh, the the trio of Miko Hardman. Uh, Valdez Scantling and, and Smith Schuster is decent, but I don't think any of these guys is an adequate replacement for Hill. 
Uh, it'll be interesting to see what Andy Reid does with this offense this year. They still have Travis Kelsey, uh, and they still have you know their weapons in the backfield. And look, they've got a, a really good offensive line, um, and this is uh, a unit that is going to anchor around that. Uh, you know, Mahomes may scramble a lot, but he's he's a quarterback that is going to have protection in the pocket. Um, and look, Travis Kelsey is a difference maker at that tight end position. Um, on defense, they, th- I think they're taking a step back, and they. You know, even though from a points allowed uh, standpoint, they were in the top 10, I think the DVOA is more indicative of who they are as a team because if they're able to score, they put a lot of pressure on the other team's offense and make that offense one dimensional. Uh, and that helps their defense. They really do revolve around their ability to put points on the board. And if that gets hindered in any way, I think their defense begins to fall apart. Um, and this is a defense that lost some key playmakers. And uh, look, they've got questions on the defensive line. They do, they do have some good players. Chris Jones is one of the best, most underrated uh, interior uh, defensive linemen in the league. Um, but across the board, I don't think you see a, a ton of playmakers in their, their defense. So will the Chiefs take a step back in 2022? I'm not going to predict that. I th- anything is possible. And I think the loss of Tyreek Hill is going to be big on this team. Um, how do the Colts compare? Um, look, you know, the, the Chiefs showed, you know, they could be beat. Uh, they, they lost five games last year. They, they're, not, uh, they're not a team that is impossible to beat. And I think with some of the weapons they've lost, there are some dents in the armor. Um, this was a team that, uh, used Tyreek Hill in the way that you know he could stretch the field or he could get the the ball short and explode for 25 yards. Um, when you lose that, that's a substantial part of your offense and it opens up things for other players. Uh, that said, Andy Reid, brilliant offensive mind, always has been. Uh, he'll adapt. I like the Colts matchup against the Chiefs. Um, their defense, to be blunt, does not scare me. I think the the Colts. Uh, could, could get into a shootout with this team. And look, the, the Colts have the best running back in the league. I think they can control the ball, keep Patrick Mahomes off the field. But if you need to get into a shootout, um, I like Matt Ryan's ability to throw the ball 40 times a game if it's needed. Uh, and again, I think if you look at the Colts defense, a, a top 10 unit, I think they've improved the pass rush uh, with Yannick Ngakwe. This is, I think this is a better matchup than people may be anticipating. We sort of instantly talk about the Chiefs as, oh, they're going to be one of the best teams in the league. And certainly they've got the talent, they've got the coach, they've got the quarterback. But I think when you look at the you know, position-by-position matchups, I really actually like how the Colts match up with them. Uh, I think uh, as a prove-it game in Week 3, this can be tough because, again, the Colts are sort of starting over at quarterback yet again uh, with Matt Ryan. Uh, this may not be a team that they beat immediately, but at the tail end of the season, as you get into the playoffs, uh, if the Colts get into the playoffs and they have to face the Chiefs, I think that this is a better matchup than people may be giving it credit for. Uh, the Colts are obviously flying under the radar with a lot of people, although we're beginning to see more and more people wake up to the fact that, hey, this is a, a well-rounded team, both on offense and defense. And I I like the matchup against the Chiefs. I do. I really do. I think... Uh, when you've got a quarterback like Matt Ryan that doesn't make a ton of mistakes, um, that is not as hot and cold, 
Um, when you've got a running back that can, you know, keep the other team's offense off the field, uh, and you've got a defense that maybe you're not shutting down Kansas City, but you're slowing them down and keeping them from uh, running the score up, uh, it really is going to put their defense um, in a bad spot. And that's what I really love about this matchup. Uh, their defense is protected by their offense's ability to put a bunch of points on the board. I think the Colts can slow them down enough that it exposes their defense. And I think the Colts now, with the weapons they've got on offense, can take advantage of that. All right, guys, that is the AFC West. Again, stacked division, very interesting division. Uh, I don't even know how this one's going to play out. Uh, off the top of my head, if you asked me to guess, I think it's going to be Kansas City uh, at the top. Uh, I think the Chargers are going to be second. I think the Raiders and the Broncos are going to be neck and neck at three and four. And I'm going to give the slight nod to the Broncos, but I easily could see the Raiders uh, surprising everyone with new head coach Josh McDaniels and, and still competing for second in the division. All right, guys, let me know what you think. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at NFLDW. And of course, our articles daily at stampedeblue.com. This is David Walker. Thank you guys for listening in. We'll talk with you next time.